A Dangerous Game by Suki the Wolf Chapter 13 The Game Round 2 Izuku wasn't quite sure how he got there, but eventually he and Katsuna ended up dragging out one of his little tables and placing it in Izuku's room. The mother left to go shopping with the promise she would be back shortly. Izuku and Kachan pulled out some pillows to sit on. When Izuku blinked himself out of his stupor, it was to realize he was finally alone with Kachan. Oh, oh my god. Izuku's hands clenched as he stared at Kachan. Kachan raised an angry eyebrow. Kachan? What? The other boy snapped. What the hell? Izuku finally snapped, slamming his hands on the table. Kachan leaned back with some surprise but recovered quickly. Izuku only glared at him. What are you even doing here? Isn't it enough to cause me trouble at school? Now you have to force yourself into my house, too? You wouldn't freaking tell me anything when we were walking back, so yeah! Katrin yelled back. You can't spend the night here! Go home! Izuku stood up and pointed towards the door. Heat filled his chest and burned him inside. He wanted to scream while he still had the chance. He still needed to think of a reason to tell his mother as to why he was leaving that night. Katrin there, all of his plans were ruined. How the hell was he supposed to go meet the villains if Katrin who was already suspicious of Izuku, was here. Ah! Katan slammed his own hands and stood up sharply. His rage only cooled Izuku's glare further. Don't tell me what to do! I'll fucking kill you! It's my house! I don't want you here! Too late, shitrag! Katan grinned, but it was too tense to do anything joyful. Izuku noticed his jaw twitching a bit as he clenched his fist. Your mother already said I could stay. Izuku hated that he was right. He hated that Kachan was so low as to use his mother against him. He also hated that Kachan had figured out that he could use his mother against him. Izuku had to keep up his act founder, and he was certain that Kachan knew that now. Izuku gritted his teeth and said, We're not even friends! Why are you bothering? Because I want to, okay? Small explosions popped in his palms. Isn't it enough to know you're right? Izuku finally yelled. Kachan paused at that. Izuku's fury ran rivers beneath his skin but his body held strong. He saw Kachan's eyes scanning him before their eyes locked. Izuku took a shaky breath and then said in a lower tone, You're right, okay? I'm a liar. I've been a liar. Are you satisfied yet? Kachan's own anger simmered, but the tension was still there. No. He said after a long pause, which startled Izuku. The look in his face was one that Izuku hadn't seen before. It was calculated and more careful. He was so used to seeing Kachan angry now that it came as a surprise that he had expressions other than displeasure and rage. This cool version of Kachan was just another weird Kachan that Izuku didn't know anything about. What had happened to make him this way? No? Izuku asked. I'm not satisfied. Kachan snapped. I don't need you to fucking say you're a liar. I already know that, Deku. I want to know why you're lying. Izuku's heart stuttered at that. It wasn't like he hadn't known that. From the moment Kachan had confronted him and they decided to force his presence in Izuku's life again, he knew it was for this kind of reason. Kachan never did anything half-assed, so Izuku was screwed from the moment Kachan became curious. I won't tell you, Izuku responded. Kachan bared his teeth at that. I don't need you to tell me, he said. I'll, I'll figure it out on my own. Izuku couldn't help but laugh at that. How could Kachan possibly figure out what he was up to without Izuku telling him? In what possible scenario would he be able to come up with the idea that Izuku was a double spy? That he was the one giving away hero secrets, and that was why there were more deaths in heroes recently. That Kachan and his family were staying so close to the snipers that could kill them at any moment that Izuku screwed up. 
Zuko was trapped in hell even though he had already been released to go home. Zuko laughed and laughed and then wiped the tears that had formed in his eyes because this was the closest anyone was going to get. Because of all people, it was Kachan who was determined to figure Zuko out. And when Kachan found out, it was the end of the road for Zuko either way. Maybe Kachan would do him a favor and kill him, and nobody else would have to suffer. The villains would no longer use Deku. The heroes would be able to save her without trash like Deku among their ranks. Kachan said nothing as Zuko calmed down and finally looked him in the eye again. As Zuko continued to wipe his face with tears and shook his head with tiny, disbelieving huffs. The look on the nearby boy's face was actually pretty hilarious because of how perturbed he looked. But a new face that Izuku wasn't used to. Are you mocking me? Kajan finally growled warningly. <laughs> mocking? Deku with another huff of a laugh. Why would I mock you? You're the only one who has noticed I'm even faking, Kajan. Why would I mock that? Kajan didn't respond to that. Izuku motioned down to the table where Kajan had out his books. Figure me out then, Kajan. But you said you came over here to tutor me? That snapped Kachan out of whatever thoughts he had, and he threw himself back onto the pillows. Yeah, I am. So sit your ass down. Izuku did so and glanced at the books. They didn't look like the stuff they were learning in class. They were the middle school textbooks. Izuku frowned at the familiar pages as he recognized them. Why are you using those? Because I need to see what the hell you're failing at. Kachan pushed the textbook so Izuku and pointed at the page. Get your stupid notebook and do that problem. Reluctantly, Izuku began to write. Kachan was a terrible tutor. His focus was too sharp and his patience was as short as his ego was large. He didn't handle Izuku's various questions well because he couldn't understand what Izuku wasn't comprehending. He would explain it twice and then yell when Izuku would need another explanation. He would rip up Izuku's paper when it was wrong and demand he start from the beginning with a new equation. He would call him an idiot for getting their own Japanese history wrong even as he claimed bullshit himself to have to learn history at all. To make matters worse, Izuku was also at his wit's end. Between the stress of the day, the fact that he hadn't had time to breathe or think about his mission later, and finally Kachan's terrible tutoring, Izuku was ready to lose his mind. He envied Kachan's various shit fits because at least it wasn't usual for him to do it. On top of it, it wasn't like Izuku didn't realize how frustrating it all was. He was well aware of the fact that he couldn't understand anything and it only made things terrible. It all boiled under his skin, frothing up through his stomach and chest and burning his throat. His head was filled with steam and his eyes watered from the pressure of a headache that was throbbing there. The words in his books became blurs and the numbers would swirl in front of him. He focused too hard on trying to remember what he learned about each subject the first time he had dealt with it, but he couldn't dredge up the memories no matter how hard he tried. He can remember learning it and memorizing this stuff. He can remember some of the tests that he took, but he couldn't for the life remember any of the answers to how he came to his own conclusions. It was enough that finally Izuku had to scream. Stop fucking yelling at me! Izuku swiped his arm across the book in front of him and threw them to the floor. His heart hurt and his chest more was pounding, and even Kachan woke to shout his outburst. Stop it! Just stop it! I don't understand, okay? I can't help it! I know that you know it, Deku! Kachan slammed his hands on the table and leaned into Zuku's space. I saw you do these answers easily in class. That doesn't mean I remember! Azuku shouted back at him. Then fucking figure out how to remember it! Boys? Izuku and Kachan turned their heads quickly towards the door to Izuku's bedroom, where they both had to eventually move because they were being too noisy. As Izuku's mother opened the door, she stared at them both with wide eyes, but her eyes immediately turned to her son. Izuku panted as he tried to contain his frothing emotions. His body was shaking under the strain of it. What's wrong? What's going on? It's okay, Mom. Izuku hurried to reassure her. 
We're just pissing each other off. Izuku could appreciate that Kacha was accepting his silent request not to involve his mother in his problems. Kacha ran a hand into his hair as he let out a frustrated growl before pointing at Izuku. Fine, nerd. We're taking a break. Izuku couldn't stay in the same room suffocating anymore. He pushed past his mother with a quick apology and slammed the door to the bedroom. He slid down to the towel and tucked his head into the arms and knees and clenched his jaw against the sobs that ripped through him. He was used to this, he told himself. He was used to hiding his crying. He had become very good at breaking down alone and silently. It didn't mean the pressure of holding back his frustrated wails hurt any less, though. He had to remind himself, though, that he wasn't with the villains anymore. He didn't have to bury his pain or risk looking weak. He used to never be good at stopping his tears. Kachan had always called him a crybaby for it. Neither his mother nor Kachan would hurt him if he had started crying then, and he needed some kind of release. Izuku only moved to grab a couple of the towels to muffle himself before he released his tears. His mother knocked on the door a couple of times and asked to see him. Izuku ignored her and everything else. He had no outlet for any of his stress. His therapist offered to him that at times like these, it would be best to go for a run, get some air. Skate was suffocating him, but Izuku couldn't risk leaving Kaja in the house with his mother, and Izuku had already worried his mother enough. Izuku cried hard until he had emptied himself out. He allowed his worries and thoughts to spin and blur in his head until it was just a cloud of white cotton that muffled everything else. He gripped that cotton and wrung it as much as he could until the noise wasn't so bad and life wasn't so overwhelming. The pain in his chest was still there. In reality, he still hovered at the door, but the pressure was softer. He felt that he could breathe again and not choke on every breath. He had a better grip on himself as he gathered some tissues and blew his nose. He rinsed his face off in the sink and glanced at himself in the mirror as he dried his face. He looked terrible. The red of his eyes made his green irises stand out more. His cheeks were blotchy, and his eyes were swollen. If he had anything left in him, he might have laughed at how stupid he looked. As it was, he didn't have the strength. It felt like hours had passed when he finally opened the door. He was surprised to see a covered bowl on the ground waiting for him. Zoe Karp swelled a bit as he looked down the hallway, but didn't see anyone. He picked up the bowl and chopsticks and napkin before he went to find his mother. She was sitting silently at the dinner table with her own meal half-finished. Kachan was nowhere to be seen, but Izuku noticed that there was another dish already in the sink. The heavy scent of spices was in the air, indicating that Kachan had came and gone. Izuku could still see Kachan's shoes by the door, so he was still in the house. Thank you for the food, Izuku whispered when his mother finally looked up and noticed him. Her own eyes watered as she stood and came over to immediately wrap him in a warm embrace. A few more tears leaked out of Izuku before he placed his food aside to hug her back. She pressed her face to his shoulder as he was wrapped up in his memories of warm hugs he had received as a child. The comforting scent of his mother's perfume and the love and strong touch of her hands on his back and pressing to his head from behind. Izuku, I'm so sorry. She whispered with a thick voice. I should have intervened earlier. Izuku shook his head and sniffled. No, it's fine. It's just, it's just Kachan, you know? Always yelling. His mother leaned back and took his face into her hands, despite the tears on her cheeks. Her face was determined and serious as she asked, Do you want me to ask Kotsky to leave? If he's upsetting you this much, I will do it. The temptation was there. It would resolve a part of Zuku's problem if Kotsky was forced to leave the house, but it left Zuku with many other problems he would have to eventually deal with. He had learned one thing from the villains and from dealing with Kotsky that there was to face things head on. He would rather deal with the consequences now rather than later. Izuku shook his head and wiped a tear from his face. You don't have to. Kachan is... He, he's trying. 
It's just, today was a bad day. Are you sure? No, he wasn't. Yes. His mother's face softened as she wiped his next couple tears from her thumbs. Izuku had missed how much comfort she would give him when everything hurt like this. He loved her. You two should stop studying for tonight, then. I think you've both had enough. Izuku glanced at the table and nodded. Did Kachan eat? Yes. And I scolded him as well. Izuku wished that he had seen that. He had heard his mother say more than one time that auntie and uncle hadn't reprimanded Kotsky nearly enough for his behavior in the past. It would have been hilarious to see his face. Okay. I'm gonna finish my food in my bedroom, okay? I, I'm gonna talk to Kachan. And then set up the futon for him. He pulled away from her hands to pick up the bowl. Izuku? He paused while walking back towards his bedroom and glanced at her. She opened the door to the fridge quickly and passed him a water bottle. She had a worried frown on her face, but she smiled encouragingly at his look. I'm here, if you need me, okay? He nodded back at her, grateful, and took the water bottle. The chill felt good on his heated skin. He wanted to press it to his eyes. I know. Kachin was staring at some of the All Might merch he had in his bedroom when Izuku entered. He turned his head to face Izuku as he frowned. Izuku couldn't read him at all, but he wasn't sure he could even think straight right then as he took a seat at the table instead. Neither boy said anything as Izuku said his thanks and started eating his food little by little. His mother had made katsudon. It did wonders to fill him with warmth, even as his stomach churned from lack of appetite. Kajan hovered around the room and kept his hands shoved in his pockets. If Izuku had to guess, he would say the boy was rather awkwardly speechless. Izuku was exhausted emotionally and physically. He couldn't even focus properly if he wanted to. He didn't have the strength to play round two of his game with Kachan. Maybe giving half-truths would be better than nothing. If he lied, it only made Kachan upset anyway. At this point, Izuku didn't know all he would lose except a little pride. I was never acting like an idiot on purpose. Kachan paused, but didn't turn away from the All Might poster he was staring at when Izuku spoke. I really can't retain information like this anymore. Kachan slowly turned to face him. His expression was still unreadable as he took his seat at the table again. Izuku noticed that all of the books he had tossed aside in his fits were picked up and stacked. The boy said nothing and waited. Izuku took another couple bites and didn't offer anything else. Reluctantly, Kachan said, rather than asked. So your memory is shot. Izuku nodded. I only passed middle school because I could memorize stuff for a short period of time. I had to binge studying before a test. After a while, the information just fades away. He glanced at the books and bit back the urge to sigh. I can remember learning everything, but I can't remember what I learned. And it's difficult for me to comprehend complicated formulas. It's like trying to shove a square block into a round hole. Kajan frowned and tapped his fingers on the table. Izuku waited for the inevitable follow-up of, Is this the result of your memory erasure? But it never came, said Kajan said. You're not stupid, though. Despite what you always say, Deku couldn't resist snarking. Shut the fuck up. Kajan snapped back, but it had no bite to it. Izuku huffed a laugh. I mean that I've seen you fight. I saw your moves. You plan your attacks and execute them well. Your higher processing isn't completely bad. He paused for a moment to think and then asked. How much do you still remember from your stupid hero notebooks? Izuku blinked in surprise. You know about those? Kachan scowled but didn't respond to Izuku's question. In book number seven, what was something you noted about Endeavor and his flame quirk? 
The answer was instantaneous. That he could control it if he burned his hair because he still has facial hair under his fire beard. But his hair is immune to being burned off because it was singed during one of the rescues he made during the collapsing of a building when we were ten. Kachan knocked his fist against the table. It's not your memory, he said, nodding as if to indicate what Izuku had just said. You're just not learning the right way. Izuku blinked. Do you think I just need to figure it out then? Kachan shrugged. I don't fucking know. Do I look like I'm an expert on learning problems? No. We'll find a different method to get your stupid brain to remember shit, even if half of it will be useless in the future. You'll need to at least remember it for longer than a damn day. Izuku popped another piece of pork into his mouth and chewed in lieu of response. He realized that this was as close to an apology he was going to get from Gachan. He also understood that apparently Gachan was serious about tutoring him. He didn't get it, but he didn't have the emotional strength to even begin to comprehend it anyway. That night, Izuku and Kachan settled in early. Kachan had mocked him for going to bed when it was barely eight, but Izuku's obvious exhaustion kept the mocking to a minimum. Izuku had told him that he didn't need to go to sleep when he did, but the other boy ignored him and settled into the futon. Izuku fled on the floor. Despite just wanting to sleep so that he could get as much of a nap as possible before he had to wake up again to leave, Izuku couldn't fall asleep. He knew Kachan was still awake because he could see him playing on his phone. It was some kind of article with words. From what Izuku could tell, but he was too far away to read the tiny wording to know what he was looking at. There was a lot that had happened that day, and Izuku wasn't sure what was the most prominent. Kachan may have learned a number of things about Izuku that day, but Izuku had also gotten to know Kachan a bit too. He just wished that he could make sense of the changes in his childhood friend. He didn't understand why he acted the way he did if he was just trying to get information out of Izuku. There was no point in tutoring him. He was still shocked that Kachan even wanted to. There must be a greater motive. But what got him the most was how much Kachan avoided bringing up anything that might be related to his trauma. He didn't mention the panic attack, he didn't bring up the scars he had seen in the locker rooms, and he didn't even ask what was the cause of his memory problems. Most people assumed, of course, but Kachan obviously didn't want to assume anything. He had said in himself that he wanted to know. It was bothering him too much. Zuzuku had to ask just to get it out of his head and let him rest. Kachan? He whispered. He rolled onto his side to face him. Kachan grunted his finger paws in his scrolling. Why didn't you ask what caused my memory problem? You already know I didn't have it. Before. Kachan shifted on his elbows to get more comfortable. Fine then. I'll ask. He looked at Izuku, and even in the dark, his red eyes seemed to glow. When did you remember your time with the villains? Izuku's eyes widened as his breath caught. Kachan stared him down, waiting. Izuku forced the air to leave his lungs and closed his sore eyes before he rolled over to his face away from the other boy. He couldn't stand looking at him, but he could still feel Kachan's gaze on his back. I never forgot. He confessed quietly. He waited for a guillotine to come down on his neck. Kachan was silent before he let out a scoff and shifted noisily on his futon. The light of his phone turned off and Izuku heard the blanket rustling as Kachan got comfortable. Obviously. Neither boy said anything for a long while after that. Then, quietly, Kachan muttered, At least you're not fucking lying to me anymore. Izuku pretended he didn't hear that, slipped an earbud into his ear and sent an alarm on his phone. He would only have a few hours to nap. He would need as much sleep as he could get. Hopefully Kachan would be fast asleep by the time Izuku had to wake up. This has been a live recording of A Dangerous Game by the ADG. Discord group.